welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. This podcast is companion to my first one, which is A Course in Miracles for Regular People, where we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. In this podcast, we read and discuss the daily workbook lessons that go with the course. I love these lessons and what they do for me and I love to discuss them with others who are on their journey to atonement. There's several ways that you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I'm on Facebook at A Course in Miracles for Regular People. My email is ACIMDWLFRP. That's A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. ACIMDWLFRP at gmail.com or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave a voice message and while you're there if you'd like you can make a donation to support this podcast and I'd really appreciate that now let's get started with today's lesson hello and welcome to the introduction to the workbook part two. We will read the introduction and then we will read the next section which will be explained in the introduction and that one is entitled What is Forgiveness? Words will mean little now. We use them but as guides on which we do not now depend. For now we seek direct experience of truth alone. The lessons that remain are merely introductions to the times in which we leave the world of pain and go to inner peace. Now we begin to reach the goal that this course has set and find the end toward which our practicing was always geared. Now We attempt to let the exercise be merely a beginning. For we wait in quiet expectation for our God and Father. He has promised that he will take the final step himself. And we are sure that his promises are kept. We have come far along the road. And now we wait for him. We will continue spending time with him each morning and at night, as long as makes us happy. In other words, no set amount of time. We will not consider time a matter of duration now. We use as much time as we will need for the result that we desire. Don't leave until you feel refreshed or until it becomes apparent that your mind is not cooperating. Don't try to force it. Don't frustrate yourself. Don't get upset. Just be quiet and calm for as long as you can. Continuing. Nor will we forget our hourly remembrance in between and calling to God when we have need of him as we are tempted to forget our goal. We will continue setting our hourly alarm to pause and just remember for a moment. 
And any time that we are triggered, something causes us to feel angry or frightened or hurt or vulnerable, use that as a trigger to remind ourselves to pause for a moment and think about the idea for the day. We will continue with a central thought for all the days to come, and we will use that thought to introduce our times of rest and calm our minds at need. Yet we will not content ourselves with simple practicing in the remaining holy instants which conclude the year that we have given God. We say some simple words of welcome and expect our Father to reveal himself as he has promised. We have called upon him and he has promised that his son will not remain unanswered when he calls on his Father's name. Now do we come to him with but words, his word, upon our minds and hearts and wait for him to take the step to us that he has told us through his voice, capital V, that he would not fail to take when we invited him. He has not left his son in all his madness, nor betrayed his son's trust in him. Has not his faithfulness earned him the invitation that he seeks to make us happy? So God wants us to invite him to make us happy. And his faithfulness to us has earned him the right to that invitation. Continuing, we will offer it and it will be accepted. So in this way, our times with him will now be spent. We say the words of invitation that his voice suggests, and then we wait for him to come to us. Now is the time of prophecy fulfilled. Now are all ancient promises upheld and fully kept. No step remains for time to separate from its accomplishment. There's nothing else to do. No more time to spend on accomplishing the ancient promises. They are all fulfilled. Continuing. For now, we cannot fail. Sit silently and wait upon your Father. He has willed to come to you when you have recognized that it is your will that he do so. So our Father had already decided to come to us when we have recognized that we want him to. Continuing. And you could have never come this far unless you saw, however dimly, that it is your will. We have already recognized that this is our will. Continuing. I am so close to you, we cannot fail. Father, we give these holy times to you in gratitude to him 
the Holy Spirit, who taught us how to leave the world of sorrow in exchange for its replacement, given us by you. We look not backward now. We look ahead and fix our eyes upon the journey's end. Accept these little gifts of thanks from us as though Christ's vision we behold a world beyond the one we made and take that world to be the full replacement of our own. And now we wait in silence. unafraid and certain of your coming. We have sought to find our way by following the guide that you sent to us. We did not know the way, but you did not forget us. And we know that you will not forget us now. We ask but that your ancient promises be kept which are your will to keep. We will with you. We want the same thing as you. In asking this, the Father and the Son, whose holy will created all that is, can fail in nothing. In this certainty, we undertake these last few steps to you and rest in confidence upon your love which will not fail the son who calls to you. And so we start upon the final part of this journey, this one holy year which we have spent together in search for truth and God. God who is its one creator. We have found the way that he chose for us and made the choice to follow it as he would have us go. His hand has held us up. His thoughts have lit the darkness of our minds. His love has called to us unceasingly since time began. We had a wish that God would fail to have the son whom he created for himself. We wanted God to change himself and be what we would make of him. And we believed that our insane desires were truth. Now we are glad that this is all undone and we no longer think illusions are true. The memory of God is shimmering across the wide horizons of our minds. A moment more and it will rise again. A moment more and we who are God's sons are safely home where he would have us be. Now is the need for practice almost done. For in this final section, we will come to understand that we need only to call to God and all temptations disappear. 
temptations to judge or to hate or to take revenge. Instead of words, we need only to feel his love. Instead of prayers, we need only to call his name. Instead of judging, we need only to be still and to let all things be healed. We will accept the way that God's plan will end as we have received the way that it started. Now it is complete. This year has brought us to eternity. But one further use for words we still retain. From time to time, instructions on a theme of special relevance will intersperse our daily lessons and the periods of wordless, deep experience which should come afterwards. These special thoughts should be reviewed each day. Each one of them to be continued till the next one is given. They should be slowly read and thought about a little while, preceding one of the holy and blessed instants in the day. We give the first of these instructions now. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness recognizes that what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. It does not pardon sins and make them real. It sees there was no sin. And in that view, all your sins are forgiven. That is my favorite part. It does not pardon sins and make them real. It sees there was no sin. And in that view, all of our sins are forgiven. Continuing, what is sin except a false idea about God's Son? Forgiveness merely sees its falsity and therefore lets it go. What then is free to take its place now is the will of God. An unforgiving thought is a thought which makes a judgment that it will not raise to doubt, although it's not true. The mind that holds an unforgiving thought is closed and will not be released. The thought protects projection. It makes the projection seem more real. This unforgiving thought makes the projection seem more real. It tightens its chains so that distortions are more veiled and more obscure, less easily accessible to doubt, and further kept from reason. What can come between a fixed projection and the aim that it has chosen as its wanted goal. An unforgiving thought does many things. 
in frantic action. It pursues its goal, twisting and overturning what it sees as interfering with its chosen path. Distortion is the purpose of the unforgiving thought. And distortion is the means by which the unforgiving thought would accomplish its purpose as well. It sets about its furious attempts to smash reality without concern for anything that it would appear to pose a contradiction to its point of view. So anything that would appear to pose a contradiction to the unforgiving thought's point of view is mercilessly smashed and destroyed. Continuing. Forgiveness, on the other hand, is still and quietly does nothing. It offends no aspect of reality nor seeks to twist it to appearances that it likes. Forgiveness merely looks and waits and judges not. He who would not forgive must judge, for he must justify his failure to forgive. But he who would forgive himself must learn to welcome truth exactly as it is. Do nothing then and let forgiveness show you what to do. Through him, the Holy Spirit, who is your guide, your savior and protector, strong in hope and certain of your ultimate success. He has forgiven you already. The Holy Spirit sees our illusions, but it doesn't, but he doesn't believe them. And at the same time, he understands that we believe them and doesn't condemn us for it because he knows it's not real. Continuing, for such is his function given to him by God. Now must you share his function and forgive whom he has saved. See the illusions of others, but don't believe them. And at the same time, understand that he believes them and don't condemn him for it because we know that it's not real. We'll join the Holy Spirit in forgiving the brother whose sinlessness he sees and whom he honors as the Son of God.